0: for the for the chorus line there power and the passion because this week i have craig power on the show and he's uh power by nature but um power by name and passion by nature welcome craig <laughs> thanks mick
1: good here. Uh,
0: and again i'll just remind everybody that we uh we are practicing social distancing i'm at craig's lovely house but we are two meters apart nearly I'm exactly enjoying a nice cup of coffee mate welcome to the show um i had a bit of a chat before we got going just to let you know how it all works so what goes on in craig power's life these days like what's uh, what makes up craig power family kids
1: yeah yeah family kids and work mate um i've got got a 19 year old son and a 14 year old daughter so uh, young jackie's out working he's an apprenticeship builder and um yeah other than that we we run four hotels the pub group um, Mm
0: what's your what's your role with the pub group like a, is there do you have a board like yeah
1: so basically we have a uh, you know which is made up of family members but there's only four of us that that run the whole operation that's myself my brother-in-law and our two wives so we uh sit together each week we have a board meeting and go through um what needs to what we're working on or what we're working towards each week and um sit down with our managers and basically yeah looking after the whole business um,
0: just off track for two secs, how's Bevan going these days? I know he's been a little bit under the weather.
1: Yeah, no, he had a he had a pretty bad accident a few years ago. Um, obviously Bevan's my father-in-law, he, he started the business, yep. uh, but he's going really well. You know, he's enjoying retirement. Him and him and Jane, and they've and been retired out. for about
0: well, six or seven years. I didn't think it was that long. Ago. I remember working for, for Jane when she had um, dominoes. Yep. I remember the week before they kicked me out, and then a week after I was starting there.
1: Yeah, and I tried <laughs> to get in there when I was under 18, <laughs> me and Tony Gould, <laughs> and uh, Bubbles tried to sneak me in the door, Mick, but we, we couldn't get past ya.
0: <laughs> no, I remember those days very fondly, the old good old Dominoes days. Um, nothing like the old uh, night scene back then. I remember working until 6am. That's when that, the clubs yeah. and pubs used to finish. Mates, um, Fourteen-year-old girl. So you're coming into that lovely time of boys and dating. How are you going to handle that? Shotgun ready?
1: Uh, yeah, I'm a pretty good shot, and I own a few <laughs> rifles
0: actually. So. Well, I remember <laughs> talking to you last week because I bought some stuff off you from your your garage sale, so to speak. And you're talking you're going out shooting. And so obviously, there's a little little feller on the scene now, is there? Or yeah. yeah, yeah. You
1: know, a little fella, yeah, there, yeah, yeah, you know, little, little yeah. Yeah, no, she's, she's had a couple of little boyfriends, but oh yeah, I, I keep an arm's distance from that at the moment. <laughs> uh,
0: mate, now, um, you, you went down to the Hunter Mariners mm. um, in the Super League days, and you, you went down there as an 18-year-old kid. Uh, was that a difficult thing for you to do, to leave home and go down there? Or?
1: Uh, yeah, look, it's what I'd always wanted to do, you know, going up, playing footy, um, and... Going to high school, Tamworth High, and been uh, making most of a lot of obviously the rep teams through that period. I always wanted to be a footballer. That's what I wanted to be. Yeah. So I, um, it was a dream come true really when I got got the opportunity and got a call and and uh, went down there to trial and obviously made the team. And um, unfortunately, you know the the Super League didn't go ahead um, that year. I got to, got to play a few games, run against you know against the Broncos and. Um, against Penrith and, uh, you know, playing that league and so it was,
0: yeah. It would have been a bit different to playing under-18s here in Timworth, obviously.
1: Yeah, look, the um, the speed of it was the big thing, you know, when, when you go down there, it's just the commitment and the speed. I think if you get the opportunity to go down there, I think anyone can make the top grade, it's just their commitment.
0: Yeah, I think personally, every step, it's no tougher. Like they don't hit any harder, they don't run any harder but the pace just gets quicker and, you know, it's quite easily, you know, it's quite easy to get left behind if you're not prepared to do the hard work.
1: Yeah, definitely. And um, you've just got to be able to think a lot quicker and play yeah. twice as quick.
0: And it's not always the most talented guys that go through. You, you see an awful lot of talented kids miss out because they just don't have that, that work ethic or that drive. And then you see kids that aren't as talented as others that do because they, they want to succeed. But, yeah, exactly. Mate, um, you come back to Tamworth, Talk to me about because um, you would have been 18, 19. 19, yeah. 19 on your first grade debut. Can you remember that game?
1: Uh, first grade, well, actually, my first grade debut was in 93. Um, as a young bloke, uh, Zipper was coaching. Um, and it, it was great because I'd always looked up to Zipper and his brother and a couple of other senior guys that I got to play with in that team and um, made it was. Uh, it was just a really good year so that was that was good basically you know played a couple of years through then and then then went away and then come back but yeah where, where, where,
0: where'd you go to when, when you said you went away where did you where did you head to from
1: well when i went down to newcastle oh, I went down okay. to and then i'll come back yep. so you know basically come back and it was uh was in uh i sort of remember, remember the tough years of west robbins the last couple of years um cat kayla was coaching them it was really a bunch of juniors playing, yep. um, and then we obviously joined with Tamworth City, become the West Lions, and that's when all the first year was a bit tough. But then the the success started to to really sort of come. We bought, you know, we made some good buys and bought some good players. Because like Tamworth
0: City and, and West Lions amalgamated. Sorry, Tamworth City and West Tamworth Robins amalgamated. Yep. in 96. So I, I turned up at West Robins in ninety two. Cat Kayla was the coach. Yeah. Um, and his big thing was fitness. Oh, definitely this was fitness. And I can remember that he used to have a, a grading system. And every Tuesday after the game, you couldn't wait to get into the dressing shed to see what rating you had. And if you didn't get what you thought, there was a the amount of guys that used to blow up. And I still remember. Tony, Gould and Adam, Francis, if they were eights and nines, they were blowing up. And if you had a bit better score than that, oh, yeah, you're, you're cat's favourite, blah, blah. Oh, so. mate, I
1: still feel sick as I drive through, um, I drive over Matthew Street, because we used to do the, the Matthew Street runs, yes. you know, most Tuesday nights. But footy back then was, it was, uh, the club obviously had two grounds. Everyone would train together on a Tuesday, all grades. Yep. Um, and it was great. So you got to mix with the first graders as a junior, um, and all the reserve graders, so everyone was a, a big group training on a Tuesday, and then obviously Thursday would you'd split up, and and first grade might get if they were lucky get to run
0: on number one. <laughs> Didn't happen very often, did nah. it? Just over the time, have, have you noticed that clubs have sort of steered away from training as a club? I've, I've sort of found from my experience, just as time has gone on, that inside clubs have become a little bit more segregated, as in first grade reserve grade meetings, where. I can remember as a kid myself coming through that we did do a lot with the seniors. Yeah. Now, do you think that's I, I Definitely.
1: Or? And I, I, I think it's a big loss because, you know, um, as I said, Zip and, and the coaches back then, you know, uh, I think maybe Daiso was coaching. Uh, reserve Porky Redding was there for a while. Yeah. Yeah. Booger was helping coach Booger. at that stage. He, he made a little comeback and played a bit of reserve grade. So, <laughs> but you know, those guys were all guys that we all looked up to and, um, you they brought the juniors along. It made you want to play first grade, you know, so then it made you strive harder yep. when you were training with them to try and beat Peter Ennis Brown or whoever it was. And I, my first game, I was played in the centers with PA for a season. And, you know, those sort of guys that just made you challenge yourself harder.
0: He was a very talented center winger, PA. I remember him in the centers that year and he played a little bit of division as a winger. Come from moree originally.
1: Yeah, PA. yeah.
0: Um, you, know, you, you spent a little bit of time at Norse at the back end of your career, um, I think you played with Matty Parsons and that mm. lot, Yeah. Um, talk to us about your retirement, when when did you decide to retire and, and did you think it was the right time to retire, were you happy with your retirement time?
1: No, n- not at all, I, I was injury ridden I think most from basically 19 to 20 onwards with, with a, a bad knee um, r-
0: rumour has it rumor has, sorry to cut you off but rumour has it that you were quite a big hitter <laughs> true, true or not true i
1: don't know you'd remember
0: so, <laughs> you Never me, i wasn't that silly to run it yeah um you know, I'd just going around the track i try to do a little bit of research when i taught to people and and you were known as a bit of a, a bit of a whack
1: yeah look i i probably developed that as i got a bit older into my, my mid sort of 20s or early 20s i was more of a ball runner i think <laughs> earlier um, as I said, I started in the Senna's. I played when I was at the Mariners, I, I was in the Because And
0: you spent a bit of time at 5A, yeah, I yeah, 4A, Eight, at Club Liberty. Yeah,
1: So, yeah, and then obviously um, worked my way into the forwards, and then end up being a bit of a, a, bit
0: ball of a tapper, yeah, ball,
1: <laughs> something yeah. like that. But it was good. It was. Um, I went to West and then 2001, um, we bought a family hotel and I had to go there. So I left West, we ran a grand final. We won grand, made the grand final '99 at West against Moree. 2000, I was cut. I missed out on the semis with an E-injury, uh, season-ending injury. 2000, they won it. 2001, we won the grand final. I played in that. And then 2002, I give up footy to go and run a pub. And then we sponsored and Me, So um, 2003, I... Started playing for Bendemeer. Did you
0: captain coach them?
1: And for you? I captain coached Bendemeer in two thousand and five, and we won a grand final in two thousand and five. Then two thousand and six, we missed out the semis at Bendemeer. I had two thousand and seven off, and then Matty Parsons called me. I was I was retired then. I, I'd had enough. I wasn't training. I wasn't fit. <laughs> Parsons called me and said, "Look, I, we're looking. I'd love you to come and play." He'd just come back from the nights, and we need a we need a forward. I'm, I need someone that's gonna, yeah. Scare a few people, but I don't think I did that much. <laughs>
0: You're too pretty to scare Yeah, yeah You're a good looking chap. yeah, thanks, that?
1: mate. Yeah. But um, look it just yeah, it was probably upsetting that that I wasn't fit for that season. But we did. We made another grand final and I played for Norse in a grand final, which was which was a was a really tough decision to go and play Norse because I was a West You and know, junior. through and through. But my family um, I had a lot of family ties to Norse. A lot of my mates were playing at Norse. Uh, with certs and, and Spitter and those guys, so you know it was good to go there. And then Paso come home and he asked me to come and have a game. So you so you're
0: good. part of the six, is it six or five?
1: Yeah, six.
0: six? Six. So you're part of the six in a row.
1: Yeah. So 2008 we won the grand final, and then I I threw up the threw the boots away forever. So it was, and I you
0: were, know were, still were,
1: love to go and play. Were you
0: happy with the time that you actually retired? We was no. you knew that was it. Oh.
1: No, I wasn't happy because I wasn't fit that year and, and I didn't really get to show those guys my best footy, I didn't feel. Yeah. Um, but, you know, like I, business was pretty much flying, we were busy, um, and so, you know, you, you've got a lot of other things on, yeah. families growing up and stuff. Yeah.
0: How old well were you around that time? Because I'm just sort of going to touch on, on, on the business because you would have been a young man running... Because um, you pretty much were running the family, correct? Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. I was the licensee so public. You weren't real at,
0: old at that stage. Twenty four. Twenty four. That, that's yeah. I mean, I've been around pubs and clubs and that for years. That's pretty young to be yeah. a, not just the manager, but the actual licensee at running the joint. So yeah, no, tough job and and uh, to play footy as well. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Wise. yeah so it was twenty four, and then you know it was like I was, I'm retiring early, so <laughs> that was that was it. And then you know four years later I. I was, I was still playing, I ended up yeah. playing at Norse, but I was only 28 really yeah. when I retired, Not so well, yeah. I wasn't.
0: Um, how have you handled retirement? I know, you know speaking to some guys, they, they just give the game away altogether. They walk away and don't want nothing to do with it because they find it easier. Yeah. Some stay involved one way or another, getting on committees or coaching, running water, doing something. How have you handled retirement? Um, I,
1: still, I, still, I still have a, a hunger to be involved, Um, probably more from a coaching point of view. Um, I I really still love the game, but I I like, um, you know, I've been, I've had the advantage the last couple of years with obviously with Cameron George at the Warriors to, to spend a bit of time with them and I love that, that top end sort of the science behind what they're doing now, how the different training techniques, um, and and I still, yeah, I'd still like to be sort of involved in it
0: Not many people would know, I guess, like last year, I remember with ladies' tackle um, and uh, the 23s that you were heavily involved with the Group 4 side. Yeah. Um, with, you know, helping high-show and the coaching but also with the sponsorship and the dinners and whatnot, so um, that's good. But um, some wouldn't even know that you're on the Group 4 board this year. Now, we don't want to get into that too much because that's a different, different yeah. segment. Are you enjoying being on the board for Group 4? Oh,
1: it, it's definitely... This year's been a, a massive challenge, I think,
0: uh, with with, with like the COVID, COVID, yeah, the COVID uh,
1: with, yeah. with no footy, so we started out well. I think we've got a great committee. Um, we're, I'm an independent director with um, Terry Saracas, so so basically we don't have any ties to to any clubs, which is a really good thing. I think yeah. you know. I, I think that's
0: a positive move. Yeah, we don't want to get too far. I, I think Group Four at the moment was probably heading in the right direction as in competitiveness. It was all coming back nice and even off. I feel personally, um, it'll be interesting to see how everything comes back after this is all out of the way after the the COVID virus and stuff like that, but um, I think you're doing a good job so far. Um, Who's been your biggest influence on your footy career?
1: Uh, Early on was was definitely, well my father was early on and then um, I think probably as I got got older probably Ron Surtees and Pat Saunders played a a, a massive role in, in influence
0: a um, lot of the lot of guys your age, around your age, mm. <laughs> talk about Ron and you know the influence that he's had on. Uh, and look, I had a little bit to do with Ronny at North Sea one year. he come and run my bench, and uh, very knowledgeable man. And I think he he's won quite a few titles. Um, any regrets out of the game?
1: Um, I probably regret that I didn't, you know, didn't probably go back to Sydney. Um, but I I just had other interests then, probably. At 16 I made the flag, Tigers flag side in Sydney and then come home to get ready and had a girlfriend at home, young uh, and uh, didn't, didn't go You were going to say
0: the name then weren't you? Yeah, you yeah, yeah, line, yeah, yeah. Yes. Um, girls and footballers as in sometimes not being disrespectful to them by any stretch but can be a little bit of a, a drawback um, it's and it's a tough decision sometimes to make. Um, you did play, yourself for New South Wales or Australia?
1: Yeah, for no. Boys? played for New South Wales, um, 89, um, uh, and got sort of into water polo, played for New South Wales for water polo, um, five, six years running, then played New South Wales in rugby league, um, in, in the PWSA plus the CHS, so.
0: yeah. uh, Tell us one of your greatest memories of the game, like your game.
1: Um, probably captain, coach and Bender to a grand final, um, just... Who was that against? Uh, it was against Dungown, um, Spinks, he was coaching Dungown, who, who I'd grown up, you know, looking up to, Hooter, and, uh, it was, I had a couple of mates also playing for, for Dungown, I think Mick was playing that, year, Spinks, and Camo, and those sort of yeah, guys, so, yeah. it was good, it was just... That was my highlight, because it was the first year I really got to coach and put my spin on football. And to captain coach your first year, make a grand final, win a grand final. Mate, you can't wish for anything better. And I just had a really good team of boys that were committed. Matty Heyman
0: out there were you then?
1: No, Matty wasn't, wasn't in that year, but he played a year later. But just to train those guys at a first grade level, but being a second vision so just quickening the ruck and yeah. stuff like that was the basics of winning games you know? isn't it
0: amazing when you go from a player to a coach how differently you think about the game yeah it's a whole new and personally i think any person that's coaching will never ever be paid enough for the time they put into the game as a coach Players turn up on a Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday, Sunday, play, go home, get drunk, do what they do. Coaches, it's 24-7, you're sleeping and it's just yeah. always thinking about...
1: Look, going I on. like to be organised too, Mick, so I would think about it, you know, all week, I'd be writing my plans down, what we're doing, you know. I hate anyone turning up and saying, all right, what are we going to do now? Yeah. You know, I want to be organised before all the players get there to make sure that Which that's is, the way they're going to play the so, game. It's not so a
0: professional, isn't it? Yeah. yeah mate um, some of the changes in the game and you know, what are some of the ones you know bush nrl that you do or don't like it's um yeah, you know, the nrls um they play do a different set of rules than we do in the bush sometimes yeah. confuses the public because we they all think we should be playing what they're playing down there but there's some of the changes that you m- might be you might like to go back if you were peter valandis
1: yeah. yeah i think the, the one referee's a, a good a good move
0: i, I think it's i'm um, a one referee fan
1: yeah I think, um, you know, it it has its advantages. I think um, replays probably don't help the game too much. Mm -hmm. I think we should stop that. But then in the country footy, I I never agreed with getting rid of the shoulder charge. You know, not that I was a shoulder charge merchant or anything like that, but I just think it was part of the game and part of your um, smartness was trying to stay away from that sort of stuff, Mm -hmm. keeping an eye, your peripheral vision, all that sort of stuff. Um, and I don't think, you know, yeah, I I, I sort of wasn't happy when they got rid of (laughs) you.
0: Mate, who is being the biggest influence on your life in general?
1: Well, um, that's a question. Uh, I don't know. Who, that is a hard question. (laughs) I'll try
0: to come up with a good one every now then.
1: Um. Yeah,
0: that's a hard one. You, you've got some very prominent people in and around you, so it's
1: yeah. Look, my obviously my father was grown, and you know until his death. Um, but the biggest influence probably in the last 20 years was was probably you know Bevan Douglas. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Yeah, he's yeah. a lovely man, Bevan. Got a good time for Bevan, so that's. It. Um, if you weren't playing rugby league, what would have been your sport?
1: Well. Water polo was definitely a massive part of my sport, sporting life, growing up through high school. Swimming sport. Yeah, (laughs) it it was good training in the summer. But we, you know, obviously growing up in South Tamworth, going to Tamworth High, the pool was next door. The footy field was next door to it. Ronnie Sirtis was your coach. Ronnie Sirtis was my coach. (laughs) You know, um, so water polo definitely was my number two sport. You know, and as I said, I travelled. It gave me the opportunity to travel overseas and. You. um you know playing pack games and make a fair few you know rep teams and stuff like that so i was pretty lucky got an offer to go to the um, australian institute of sporting 94 for water polo to trial um, but didn't end up doing that because I, I decided to concentrate on rugby league
0: so you're a bit of an all-around sportsman okay um funny footy story Funny footy story. Yeah, we've got to keep it clean, Right, but... oh, well that's do, do, you have, do you have a funny footy story? I uh, uh, would... not When I say it's got to be clean, it's amazing. Like, oh, well, hang on. No, I can't tell that one. Yeah, well, I've
1: got plenty of <laughs> 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 oh, I don't know. I, I suppose one of the... Uh, when we were struggling at West, uh, early in the piece, when we just started lines. I think Tony the first year of coaching and then... Uh, I played with a funny little bloke named Daniel Earlsley and he was playing a fair bit of reserve grade. And, and um, I don't, there's, a, there's a few funny stories around him, but I, I just remember yeah, all he wanted to do was play first grade, and he, he, he got this opportunity, and the one day that he got there, he turned up late and because he, there was a really interesting movie on and, and he just couldn't get <laughs> off the lounge to stop watching it and so he turns up with 10 minutes to go until he run on and oh. that was the end of his first grade career. Oh, I love him. <laughs> But yeah, that's, a, that's a clean one, but, um, you know, Chalk again probably kicking a field goal while they were 20 points down stuff like that was always, always kept the humour going.
0: Yeah, mate, um, who was your, your football idol growing up?
1: Um, Terry Lamb, probably, more than anyone. Bulldog, big Bulldog supporter, mate. Terry Lamb, Steve Mortimer.
0: So um, yeah, you'd be happy that the Great Northern Tigers have an association with the Bulldogs now, then?
1: Oh, definitely. Yeah, yeah when that started, it was a dream come true.
0: Would have been um,
1: another one, probably at that young age, was Ewan McGrady. Yeah. When When getting to watch him play Northern Vision here against Great Britain was one of my... First real memories of watching football, and another one of my mates, Michael Spinks, was obviously playing fullback that day, and uh, Ewan cut him to bits. Next year he went to the Bulldogs, and obviously won the Rothmans Medal, and then to actually play against Ewan in '99, up against him, was just one of the highlights Did you not period. want to
0: tackle him? Did you just want to say, mate? No, I you knew, I had, I, knew I had
1: to. T- I I had to. I love tackling my mates. You know, I did. I didn't. I never wanted to hurt them, but I love. I did yeah. love giving it to him.
0: Mate, uh, who was your sports idol? In, like, take away rugby league, you had a sports idol outside rugby league. Um,
1: outside of rugby league, not really. Probably, you know. Um, it, we, it depends. You know, there's a few eras where you're watching different sports, so. Cricket was a part of it way back when, you know, Alan Border and, and jo- Dean Jones and those sort of guys. And then when you come through, then the basketball era hit in the late 90s yeah. and, you know, obviously Michael Jordan, but, you know, Scotty Pippen was, was uh, I actually liked Scotty Pippen watching him.
0: All right, now we've got a couple to finish off with. These ones you can take a bit of time to answer. If you were Prime Minister for a day, what would you change?
1: If I was Prime Minister for a day, um, I'd definitely get get him to open up the pubs a lot quicker at the moment.
0: (laughs) Classic answer from a publican. Okay, if you won a million dollars, what would you do with it?
1: If I won a million, well,
0: you probably don't need to win a million. Yeah, yeah. a couple of girls sitting in the cookie tin in the
1: corner. I wish um I, i'd split it up between my two sisters um and my mum
0: yeah oh, yep. lovely um now you played in a few different sides so you can pick but who's the biggest pest in your team who's the biggest pest that you play footy with
1: oh mark shepherd by far <laughs> by far yeah he, he was he was one of the greats in yeah. the day and
0: he's still a pest at all tag
1: yeah yeah as a ref yeah he was one of the greats.
0: Now, we finish off with five quick questions, and you're not allowed to think about them. you just got to bang them out as quick as we can, OK? Beer or bourbon? Beer. OK, blonde or brunette?
1: Brunette.
0: <laughs> uh, pie and a can of Coke or a beer and steak at the footy? Pie and a can of Coke. Celebrity crush? <laughs> uh, I don't know. You don't have a celebrity crush? Yeah. Vin Diesel. Our no, uh, no. favourite superhero.
1: Favourite superhero would be Superman.
0: Superman. Mike, thanks for being on the show. No That's worries. appreciate it. And uh, thanks everybody for listening in, and we'll talk to you guys next week.